Our uh, guest this morning and candidate Vicki Markison. Good morning. Good morning. I, I, how often do you hear or get the impression that voters just want that they will vote for the person who they think is more aligned with what they would do if they were the mayor, even though they don't want to run for the office? I think a lot of people look at the values of the people running and say, do they do they think and act like me? So I think that's absolutely true. I can't, yeah. can't deny it. They go to church, have kids in school, live in a house, pay bills, just like me. Okay, so you, you got a ticket for not shoveling your sidewalk or parking on the wrong side of the street. Oh, yeah, just like me. Not a special, separate deal. What do you, as you travel, although maybe a little less than that with COVID, as you speak with voters, uh, besides potholes and the uh, gigantic debt, anything else that uh, tops their list of concerns that you hear? The absolute number one repeated comment is, property taxes you get the occasional so of course everybody thinks they're too high you get the occasional person who says i i'm okay paying property taxes as long as i understand where it's going where the dollars are going and that i agree with it of which i say well that's a huge budget right you're going to you're going to believe in every single line item so you know, one of the pieces specifically to that idea that I started talking about is we we should have a public viewing of the budget and input sessions because a lot of people just don't understand what the property taxes are going going towards. So it's really hard for them to answer the value question. How often are uh, people that are upset about and, and any increase is upsetting to a, a lot of people? You're taxing me out of my house, but do they understand that sometimes it's not the city? that uh, raise the taxes. Mm -hmm. It's a different aspect of the whole pie. It could be the school district or the university or uh, the county. There's lots of uh, people who feed into your property tax bill. Absolutely. So there's different, as you say, there's, there's school, there's Western Technical College, there's the county. So all of those play a factor. I do know, I've looked at the budget. It's not it's not going to be a fun couple of years here. Anybody who becomes the mayor is inheriting a $36 property tax increase for about a $150,000 house. So some of these things are inherited problems that we take on. But I think having a process where people can understand what's in a tax bill, but also where are those sources of funding, it predominantly is from property tax, but we also have been seeing less and less money coming from the state, which adds to the complexity. Well, and so many people say, I, you don't keep raising my property taxes, do more with less. When you are looking at the budget, do you see any items that you think or say out loud to your uh, the people that are with you? Well, if I become mayor, this is going to stop. Oh, and here's another, this program will stop. Are there ways for you to cut the budget without without uh, too much pain? I think as I look at the budget cuts that were made, it's pretty clear that the library took a very significant budget cut. I know that to balance the budget and during the uh, time of the pandemic that the park and rec said, we don't have all of these programs happening. So we're logically not going to bring in the temporary um, part-time individuals. So they took a cut, but across the board, as I look at um, the budget moving forward, every single department with the exception of a few 
took budget cuts. And I think it's naive to say we're going to cut an entire program. Are we going to cut the entire parks and rec program? Absolutely not. Are we going to cut the entire library? Absolutely not. So we have to rely on those department heads. And honestly, not just the heads. They need to be talking to other people in uh, in their departments to say, how do we do how do we work more efficiently and effectively for our taxpayers and then align what they're doing to say what what matters most and where can we cut and how can we gain efficiencies? Well, and, and since that phrase, let's gain efficiencies, let's let's take a look and cut where we can and be more efficient where we can. Uh, those phrases have been uttered by uh, candidates for years, decades, maybe mm-hmm. uh, pretty soon. The, the efficiency is going to be such a fine point, there won't be any more efficient way to do anything. Have we come anywhere near that level of efficient government-run programs yet? Well, there's an interesting thing that is happening because of the um, CARES Act money that came to the city. So the city has heard some concerns that the um, access of, from the public to departments in the city is is a security threat. So what has happened during the pandemic is now a one-stop shop in the lobby of City Hall, and there's lots of conversation to have around that. Um, it is what it is right now, so that's what I'm working with. And the comment is it feels like the dot right so you go or dmv i should say so you go to this window and you take a number and you get that need address and then you go sit down and then you go to another window and then you go sit down that to me is not efficiency so there are things that are happening in city hall and i understand the the safety concerns those should not be invalidated but we also have to say what is the best way to to have our people interact with City Hall, how do we make sure we're using technology? So there's always pieces that get added to efficiency to make sure we're not walking documents around, that those are getting digitally signed, that we have that technology. So I don't think any city should ever stop talking about efficiency and effectiveness. It is ongoing. It is a very big entity that is hard to wrap the arms around the efficiency conversation, but it has to start with the people that are that the point of contact with the public and then work its way up in terms of recommendations. Vicki, anybody that's listening that would like to know more about who you are and uh, what where you want to take the city, where can they get that information? Sure, it's on my website, Vicki, V-I-C-K-I, for F-O-R, mayor.us. And that has my cell phone number and it also has my email on it. Good deal. Vicki Markison wants to be La Crosse's next mayor. Thank you very much for talking with me this morning. And I hope that helps clarify uh, in your mind, voters, how that candidate we talked with Mitch last week feels about the future of the city of the